Welcome to the Creative Rise podcast, where we believe you deserve to break the creative struggle and it should be simple. We are so grateful you're here with us today. Let's dive in. Welcome back, everybody. We are coming at you with a special friend today. Another car episode. We're sitting in the back of a incredibly small Jeep in, uh, where are we? We are in... La, La Jolla. La Jolla, California. Oh, gosh. And you guys, this is just a little hint. I'm with two Canadians, so they don't know how to pronounce La Jolla. We've got Brody Pearson, who is one of our, gosh, one of our favorite, favorite people. Um, we have him on the podcast today in the car right now. This is not a Zoom thing happening. Yeah, he's not just on the podcast. He's in the Jeep. <laughs> he, I'm in the di- driver's seat, baby. Di- he is in the driver's seat. To give you guys context, Brody is sitting in the driver's seat. And Christy and I only ever travel with two mics, and we were just sitting here getting lunch, and we're like, Brody, we should get you on the podcast. Let's do this thing. So he's got one mic in the front seat, and Christy and I are sitting in the back, passing a microphone in between us in the back seat. So Passing is a generous term. It's more like fighting over the microphone. Yeah. So this is going to be great. Anyways, guys, welcome back to the Creative Rise podcast, where we believe you deserve to break the creative struggle, and it should be easy. And today we're going to be talking about uh, something that's going to help you do that, like we do every single week. But our three things we always promise to do, we promise to encourage you, we promise to uh, inspire you and educate you, and then, of course, challenge you to to do something about it. So this episode is going to be packed with that stuff today. Today's topic, very simple, how to generate clients with less than 10,000 followers or how to generate clients with more than 10,000 followers. But we all know that there's a lot of people listening to this podcast that don't have 10,000 followers. You don't have the swipe up. And uh, you might think that you are not capable of you know, generating clients, having a great business because you do not have the numbers to back it up, which we would all disagree with because we've all been there and had successful businesses at one point under 10,000 followers. And Brody specifically, this is his jam. This is his juice. So we're stoked to have you on the podcast. Brody, why don't you just let everyone hear your awesome voice and say hello real fast. Hey, what's up? <laughs> what's up? From La Jolla, California. <laughs> what is up? I mean. As a, as a Californian, I'm cringing so hard right now. But yeah, we're from La Jolla, California. We're coming in from. Right beside Encinitas. Oh, no. You guys, this is bad. Although this is me when I'm up in Canada trying to pronounce French words. That's all of us trying to pronounce French words, I guess. Okay. Got it. Got it. So, Brody. Let the people know who you are. So we're, we're going to rapid fire, give you some personal questions. A few ones. First one is, where are you from? I grew up on a ranch in Alberta, Canada. And yeehaw! I always love, yeehaw! <laughs> I always love telling this story to, to anybody because where I grew up, I'm telling you, the closest grocery store in my family, 45 minutes away, and I was the only person in my grade 10 class. You know, I tell this because I was doing Zoom before Zoom was cool. <laughs> You brought Zoom to the 21st century. We brought Zoom to the 21st century. But the reason I always tell people that is no matter where you grow up, again, I believe you can build influence and build a creative business no matter where you are. The closest grocery store to my family, I'm telling you, was 45 minutes away. And we had dial-up internet until... 16 years old. Yeah, so I don't know if you ever had dial up internet, but oh, yeah. we were able to to leverage these free platforms that we have to to use that. But that's really where I came from. And I got my first camera when I was 16 years old. I just wanted to create. And from there, just started posting online. And we'll, we'll talk about how I was able to to start leveraging these free platforms and, and the strategies I implemented to, to be able to book clients all around the world. Yeah, that's super cool. And really taking you from the only kid in your grade 10 class 
on a massive cattle ranch in the middle of nowhere, Alberta, to traveling the world shooting for massive, massive personal brands. And you've been featured in, you always talk about where you've been featured. You've been featured in Forbes. Yeah, Forbes, what? Daily V. A lot of your favorite personal brands and top podcasters that you follow, I've worked with or yeah. I've photographed like the content you see on their Instagram and their websites, yeah. their sales Huge. pages. Huge, which is, we're not even even close to getting through these rapid questions yet. Um, so we're not going to get too far down this rabbit hole. But Christy and I talk about this all the time. Shooting personal brands is one of the most underrated business models there is. Like the world of social and the world of e-commerce, online commerce is just absolutely, absolutely exponential. And the reality is people need content to make those things happen. Us included, Brody included. You know, uh, we're sitting down here in California. We, Christy was shooting something for a brand this morning at a location, and we probably saw like 15 like influencers walk in to get their own content. And I was like, man, there's so much content being shot every single day. And so if you're not leveraging shooting personal brands within your own business, you're missing out on a lot. So Brody is going to, we're going to talk about how to do that more. But here's the next question here. In the rapid fire, how long have you been a professional creative slash entrepreneur for? Now I'm 24 years old. So when I was 16, when I, so what is that? Nine years? I'm not, eight years, eight years, eight years. I don't know. Math is hard. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, what is something is my favorite question. What is something that you've bombed in your career or you had like a super embarrassing moment, something to just make everyone realize, oh yeah, Brody's human. Yeah. I mean, I think I bomb something every single day to be honest with you, but probably the biggest, most embarrassing one I was in Florence, Italy, and I was going to meet a client for a shoot and I forgot all my memory cards. <laughs> so, you know, you just roll it up like, oh, let's go work with this client. You know, you're like, you're stressing already. And then you get there and you go to snap your first photo and you're like, oh, <laughs> that uh, made me feel sick a little bit. I, I got to shoot tonight and I'm like, oh, no, do I have my memory cards? OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do, rate, yeah I do. rate yourself a sticky note. Put it on your backpack. I'm telling you, yes. it'll be a lifesaver. <laughs> Every photographer and videographer's nightmare. Oh, but hey, everyone has those stories. So that's a great story. Probably encouraging somebody else out there who's done this exact same thing. Okay, and then the last rapid-fire question is, what's a dream you have in your career? Uh, a dream of mine is to have my podcast. Right now, branded podcasts reach uh, a million downloads. So that's what my goal probably within the next couple of years is to have that reach millions of people and really help businesses stay open, especially during these times when everything else is shutting forward and giving them tools so they are able to build, launch, scale their brand online. Wild. Love it, love it. Okay, Well, we got some really good questions that are going to help people develop more strategic proactiveness uh, to generating clients on socials without a massive amount of followers. That's what we're talking about today. But before we do that, uh, give us just a quick follow-up on where are you at now? What do you do? So you just mentioned the branded podcast. Give people a little bit more insight on who you are. You've got a top-ranked branding and marketing podcast. Um, but fill us in on what that is and then some of the other stuff you've been doing just before we get into all of this. So they have context as you speak. Yeah. So it's interesting. When I, a year ago, if you would have asked me what I was doing today, I would have told you no way. But um, I really got started with my photography when I was 16 years old, worked my brand. And really when I started hitting this massive momentum when I was 19 years old. So when I was 19 years old, I started traveling, you know, three to four times a month all around the world, all over Europe, United States and, and Canada working with people. And what happened was, and we'll start talking about this, is I've noticed, and I love that you you said that the personal brand space is so underrated. And w- there's massive, massive opportunity for those of you who take it because 
I mean, there's so many personal brands emerging, especially in these times, and they need content. So I really started realizing that these people just needed content. And if I was able to speak in their language and help them and serve them. Um, so anyways, I, I, I started traveling the world doing that. And then people started asking me, how are you booking clients all around the world, which brought me into course creation. So that's what I mostly do now. I'll shoot brands, select people here and there. Uh, but mostly now it's course creation, branding, marketing, teaching really how to implement these strategies um, to have massive, massive impact for sales. Because that's at the end of the day, the most important thing, it doesn't matter how many followers you have. It doesn't matter, you know, who's following you. It, what matters is, is those people are converting and those people are highly targeted. Oh, that's so good. That's something we love to talk about because I think people think, oh, man, I need to have like tens of thousands of followers when... In actuality, you don't have time for tens of thousands of clients every year, right? Like you you only have time. You only want so many clients. And usually it only fills up about a classroom. So I think that's really, really cool. Did you start off with your business with that mentality or did you kind of realize that mentality? Were you like, oh, I wish I just had more followers on Instagram? Or were you like, no, I actually know that this is the strategy behind this is actually knowing that conversion rather than just gaining followers. Yeah. So it's so funny that you say that. And I think this is everybody, especially when you're getting into the online space. Most times the first thing people do is go right to the Instagram and look. Right. And I was looking at these large, large influencers that I was able to work with. I'm like, holy moly, like they have 100,000, 500,000, a million. And it was so interesting because some of them were talking like, oh, I don't like I don't know how to monetize these people. So I think the the biggest thing that I realize is, again, it's all about who is following and are they going to convert? So it doesn't matter if you have 100. If you have 100 strong people who are super fans of you, that is amazing. And you'll be able to convert and you might be able to make the same amount of mo money as someone who has a million. So I think that for me, I, I started out looking that way. But once you start getting exposed to the industry, the follower number is just a number. Really what really matters, truly matters is the sales in the back end. Are those people converting? And are those people buying and super fans of you? Yeah. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit about that because you created a, such a successful photography, personal brand shooting business off of less than 10,000 followers. You were able to build something that was incredible and, and reached so much wider than people who had tons of followers. Right. So talk to us a little bit kind of how you did that, how you convert people. How do you kind of pump people up who are maybe sitting there thinking, man, I'm so discouraged about my Instagram following. I'm I'm discouraged also about my small client base. How do I get encouraged? And what are the steps I can take to really start converting people? Yeah. So I always say this to people, people don't buy the number of Instagram followers you have. They don't buy from you because of that. They buy because you solve a problem or a need for them. So the biggest thing, especially for these personal brand space, what I discovered is they need content. They need content to post on social media because how do they build their business through social media? So the biggest thing I always say to people is niching down. Now, not niching down so much that, you know, you put yourself out of other business, but niching down into language that's speaking to that personal brand. So if you're someone who wants to go for personal brand photography clients, and I'll tell you, this could be anyone from a coffee store owner to someone who's a, a course creator to a blogger, there's many different examples of personal brands. They're and everywhere. They're yeah. everywhere. Every business has a personal brand to it. And if you're able to communicate that to your client and to your audience, you will win. You will have people knocking on your door to come to you. I want you to go into a little bit how you do that. And specifically, maybe some like Instagram specific tactics that you use, you know, to generate attention and then close that attention in a sale. But what's so cool about it is it's also quite often in industry that becomes recurring. 
right? Like often personal brands aren't just, oh, I need like a headshot. More often than not, it's like, hey, I need social content for this month and the next month and the next month and the next month. And so uh, go into that later on, but give us some tactics. Okay. So you're saying first is you kind of niche down from the perspective of not niching yourself too tight that you actually niche yourself out of business, but niching just so that you have clarity, you know, and the customer has clarity on who you serve because obviously you confuse, you lose. So step one, and would you say step one is kind of niching down, like getting that just clarity on your messaging and who you're who you're talking to? 100%. And this is the biggest mistake I see most people make, and especially creatives, is they make their Instagram profile about themselves rather mm. than their customer. So when a cut, someone comes over to your profile, right away, it, sh- it should explain how you can help and serve them. The reason why you're probably not converting, and we, we have work with students all around the world, the number one reason why most people aren't converting is because your profile doesn't reflect actually how you help and serve people. Yeah. So when people land on your page, they're like, okay, like that's cool. You, you, you shoot photos. Amazing, right? They are asking themselves, how does this person help me? Why will following mm. this page help me? So the biggest thing, I always make sure that your bio reflects exactly how your business and how your brand helps that customer. Because once you start pitching, once you start creating content and whatever that looks like for you, they're going to come over to your profiles and if it if it speaks to them they're going to reach out to you. So the first tactic I always say you have to get that right. So you can use things like I help statements is probably the simplest and most general way. You know, in the personal brand space a lot of it's around content. So you know, I help you create 30 minutes of social or 30 days of social media content in an hour, mm-hmm. right? So speaking their language so clear line. that they know exactly how you can help them. If you solve their problem and if you if you're results driven, they will hire you. They will give you their paid dollars. Yeah, totally. Okay, so the first step is like niching and making that really clear. Uh, I just pulled up your socials. So it says brand strategy, you know, slash podcast. It says you're an entrepreneur seen in Forbes, Daily V, TEDx. And then it says, I help you generate customers without 10K followers. Learn how to generate your next customer. And it's got a little down arrow. And then you have have a link. Break down. I know you're really strategic with your bio. Break that down. What are those different pieces of of the bio? And why are each of those things important? Give us a little spiel on how somebody could, you know, create a bio that's really going to sell the way yours sells. Because you would say that's a huge touch point, right? When someone first sees you, they see you at an event, they see you took a photo of somebody else they know, and you know, and it's a referral-based industry, right? So the bio is super big to hooking somebody. So talk to us about that. So I would say there's five keys to a successful profile. Number one, your profile picture you are your own brand, even though if you don't realize that, you're creating your own brand, which is going to attract people to you. So first one, a profile photo of your second. So you're yourself. saying, yeah, you're saying it's not a great idea to have like a like a logo. Yeah, no. Y- yeah, I agree. No. Uh, yeah. Needs- we see that a lot in the creative space, right? Somebody will get a like really nice logo design and that's awesome. And like that is a place to maybe fit on your site, your website. But uh, yeah, like you're saying you want to see people's faces because you want to connect to the person online, not a logo. Exactly. And you have to think that little that little picture is the little thing that shows up. If you're doing stories, that's what shows up in main people's feed. So the more people can see your face consistently, the better. It builds omnipresence, which means that you're in their feed all the time. Number two is the bold part. So you probably go to someone's profile and you see the bold part. That's the SEO of Instagram. So that's actually what's going to search, search and show up. So if someone, a business owner is looking for uh, you know, a California f- photographer, San Diego photographer. If you if you serve San Diego, that your profile can come up because there's proximity. So there's the bold part. You want to make it something that's searchable. So brand photographer, personal brand photographer. You can get even specific with the um, you know the location. So that is the searchable part. 
And then it goes into how you help and serve them. Okay. So your I help statement is a really, really good one. I help you generate customers on Instagram without 10,000 followers, or I help you create 30 days of social media content in one hour. However you help and serve your customer, that's what should be the next step. The, the, the fourth step is a call to action. So you said, you know, in mine, I have your next step to generate a customer. People need to be told exactly what they need to do for their next step. Otherwise, they won't do it. You have to think of your audience as like they're a grade five level, right? A, con- a confused customer never buys. So a lot of times you're like, my Instagram isn't generating customers for me. Well, are you telling your customer or a potential lead or prospect where to go? Which leads you to the, the final step, the link in your bio. I see so many people who don't have a link in their bio. It's like having a, a bricks and mortar business without a cash register, right? <laughs> yeah, For real. without a door. <laughs> without a door. <laughs> I mean, come on, have that link and have it be something to the next step of your buyer process, which most people don't realize is people go through many steps in a buyer process before they convert. So whether for you that's a sales call, um, whether that's a blog, there's many different ones we can talk about, but it has to be the next step of your buyer process. That is the link in your bio. Yeah, that's so good. I feel like everyone's rushing to go and change their bios right now. Just like, oh, shoot, what's mine? What's mine? I'm even thinking about mine. I'm like, man. Yeah, do you have a cash register? That's the question <laughs> of the day. Or are you, Touching. are you, yeah, do you have, do you have a door? Or are you just like a brick and mortar store that requires a jackhammer to drill through the brick? literally and the mortar to get to the products <laughs> exactly exactly that's the question that's, that's the question, question of the so day <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna move on um because christy obviously is something more valuable to say than what i just said no that was so good i i that was just so bomb brody i think that was i mean that was worth the whole podcast in that second but keep listening because there's gonna be great things that we're gonna be, continue to be talking about what would you say brody with having a small instagram following when you were growing and you're always growing but when you were maybe smaller with those personal brands were you reaching out to people or were you just waiting for them to come to you yeah so there's a two-prong strategy approach so number one always have your bio clear because these next two pieces won't matter if you don't do it so the first thing create content that serves your ideal customer so i started putting myself in the mind of my ideal customer what are some things that they needed to hear to educate them about my services so i created a lot of content on reasons why you need a personal brand photographer, how to batch create your content. So things that they're actually wondering about. So that was number one. I love, I love you said educate. Educate. So important. So often we think our, our clients are educated on us or they're, they're like professionals. They should be educated, but you're, you're so right. People need to be educated before you can sell something. And you I- need to educate them towards and grade five, everybody. Grade, grade five. five. Take them back to grade five. And something I'll say to you. So you might not, you might not believe this, but the reason why I say this is because I have had a cl- clients come to me all the time, and they're like, you "Know the reason why I picked you is when I went over to your Instagram profile, you your post educated me. Your post educated me. That was the difference between someone just posting a, a pretty picture, like I'm in California on the beach today, and you're like." That that was the main difference. And these are people who have massive, massive brands, like the top podcasters. I had people say that to me. So just know whether it's a small business or someone who's a top rated podcaster or, or personal brand, that's the first thing that they look at. So that was the first thing I did. I was like, how can I create valuable content every single day? Number two, a lot of times people look at Instagram and just see it as like a cash generating machine. I definitely agree with that. But where a lot of people miss out is it's a collaboration machine too. So you have to think to yourself, okay, how can I directly outreach to brands that would want to work with me? But is there other brands that I can partner with 
to elevate me. So what does that mean? Is there people that have platforms that have my ideal customer that I could partner with to do a free training? Right. It could be as simple as how to create your, your, your brand photo shoot or your brand vision board, whatever that looks like for you. Those two things, creating that content and then having Instagram be a collaboration platform, game changer for my business. That's so good. That's really, really good. I, I think you're, you're, what you're offering is just valuable tips to be able to make quick changes that make really big differences, which is what is really cool. And what we've always admired that you do with people. And we've watched you do this with people and for your own business, but also for the business of other people, which is really cool. Let's talk a little bit about how can someone leverage a smaller client base to create a healthy income? If someone has a small client base and they're like, I just am making feel like pennies and I'm just constantly working for that new client all the time and I'm just kind of burnt out, what would be your advice to that person um, who's maybe discouraged in that spot? And what would you tell them? Hey, maybe you should try, try this. Yeah. So I love that you guys are all about breaking the creative struggle. If you want to break the creative struggle, start adding monthly recurring revenue into your business. And what is that? Monthly recurring revenue is revenue that you lock in so it's predictable. Now, what happens, and especially in the creative space, because I was there too, so I can speak from this. I was always chasing, chasing, chasing new clients. Little did I realize that I had a whole client base under me that I could lock in for monthly photo shoots. Now, where this becomes super, super powerful. Imagine if you even had eight local businesses paying you $800 a month, right there, right? That's $6,400 that you secure monthly for your monthly recurring revenue. So that was game changer for me because then I started realizing, oh, I can just start stacking clients and then having that client base, you don't have to worry each month, like where's the money gonna come from? And that's where the creative struggle, in my opinion, really stems from is that, that chase every single month. You do you have to realize those clients that you're working with, how can you lock them into long-term things? Don't look at look at it as a one-off transaction. Look at it as something that you're building over time with them and you're gonna extend that customer lifetime value. Yeah, that's really good. And yeah, you're right. A huge part of the creative struggle is the fear that what's gonna be next month? Am I going to be able to sustain this? Is this going to sustain me? Is this going to sustain my family? Can I actually trust to leave a job, leave security to own my own business and actually make it work? So I think that the retainer style recurring monthly client is, I think we would agree, one of the best things you can do for your business. So that's especially in the person, especially in the personal brand space. You have to think like we're in the era of content. We are in the era of content. People need new and fresh content. And they are willing to pay a lot of money for it, whether that's, you know, a one-time quarterly fee for a, a, a massive shoot for once a quarter, or whether that's monthly where you they break it up. They're willing to pay a lot of money because the only way to be really on business nowadays is online. And think of how much money you're generating them from the back end of that. Yeah. Wow. Okay, Brody, we've talked about a lot on this 23-minute podcast we're on. I think we're on minute 23. We've talked about strategizing your Instagram bio so that it actually connects the people, the eyes that come to your Instagram profile to land on. We've talked about (laughs) developing a cash register for your business. We've talked about creating content that actually converts. We've talked about so many things, retainer, like retainer clients, all this stuff. And our final question to you would be, why should people be unapologetic about breaking this creative struggle, breaking through that creative fear of, you know, is this actually going to work for me? Why should people be unapologetic about breaking the creative struggle? I think the biggest thing what happens is 
once you truly break free of that, you have choice. And that's, mm. I think, for the reason why I believe people should should be unapologetic is the freedom. You have the choice to say yes to whatever that is, wherever, it, whatever you want, right? So, and what does that mean? So, And the choice can, to say no. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The choice, right? And I think that's the biggest thing. You have the choice to be able to give more to people. You have the choice to create new jobs and opportunities. You have choice to say yes to things that you might not have been able to say yes to before. So for me, I believe when people truly, truly break that creative struggle, it just opens up a whole world of yeses and opportunity that you wouldn't have before. And and I believe it's truly possible for every single person. I believe that every single person's success is inevitable if you show up for it, if you have the right tools, the right community, the right people pouring into you, things like this podcast, your success is inevitable, but you have to get out of that mindset because you'll just unlock a whole new world of opportunities. And that can be a wrap. What a good episode. Thanks for dropping some bombs, bro. That was really, really cool. I love what you said about the cash register thing. I was like, ooh, that is not something that we've said enough on this podcast. That's not something that we've said enough in our own, you know, in the Creative Rise community. And so last but not least, uh, Christy lied. She thought she asked you the last question. Here's really the last question. Where can people find you? On the IG at Broads Images, as well as my podcast, The Branded Podcast. Just look up Brody Pearson with an IE. We'll put and that in the in the link. Of, that's where you can we'll find We'll put me. a link in the description of this podcast too. And you can find anything Brody does on his, on his socials because he executes his socials as well. So anyways, that's a wrap. Brody, thank you for being here. Uh, guys, we just want to encourage you to continue to push towards breaking the creative struggle in your own lives as you deserve to. And it should be simple. And I hope this podcast helps you do that. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining us today. We were so happy to have you here. And do not forget to jump onto iTunes, give us a five-star rating and write a written review. That would mean the world to us. And we'll catch you next time on the Creative Rise podcast, where we believe you deserve to break the creative struggle and it should be simple. Peace.